in the studio with Chris. As Christians in the workplace, in the marketplace, we, we still face all the hard things everyone else faces. But because we have the Lord with us, we should go through those things in a way that's gonna set us apart. God is up to something. Hi, I'm Chris, and on every episode of my podcast, I will talk with people God is using to accomplish His mission in the world. And you'll hear their story on every episode of In the Studio with Chris. This is Chris, we're in the studio. No, we're not, we're actually on location. We're sitting in a smoky row. This is fun to take a an in-studio podcast on the road uh, and do it on location. It's a nice thing. We were just talking about yeah, the technology. Of coffee shop noise all around us. It's great. Well, and this isn't the fake like NPR coffee shop no, noise. This is the swinging door you hear. It's actually the men's restroom door. Listen for the flush. You'll get bonus points if you get the flush. So my name is Chris. The voice you just heard, that's Jared Baldwin. He is the uh, program chair of the organizational leadership department at Faith Baptist Bible College in Ankeny, Iowa. Um, But he hasn't always been in Ankeny, and he hasn't always been um, at Faith Baptist. Before that, he was in Guam. And every time I say that, Jared, I think, really? People are in Guam? People go to Guam? See, I'm very much an American who likes to keep his head in the sand, and so I forget about these things. So, uh, Jared, tell us a little bit about what you did when you were in Guam. Sure. Well, I didn't know what Guam was or where Guam was. When I grew up, the little 50 states puzzle that we put together uh, didn't have a Guam piece on it. But I also thought New England was a state because all the New England states were one piece on the 50 states puzzle. So Guam's a U.S. territory, seven hours flight beyond Hawaii. It's closer to the Philippines, Korea, Japan, Australia, Micronesia than it is to the United States continental. Um, And so we were there for 15 years. carried various roles in a ministry. We were part of Harvest Baptist Church and Harvest Christian Academy. Our church, when we left, had about 700, and our school had about 1,000 students. We had a small college, Harvest Baptist Bible College, that had about 70 full-time in-resident Micronesian college students. We had a radio station, FM radio station, 88.1 FM, KHMG, and I had the privilege of being the station manager there interim for a year. I got to have a talk radio program on that station every Friday for about five and a half years. And then we started a foster care ministry while we were there, and I'm still on the board of that now, but got to be the president of that board for about six years. So yeah, enjoyed my time there really pastorally, but with a ministry that size, we had 150 full-time employees. And so I ended up gravitating more towards the businessy sides of things, but still doing a lot of shepherding things. And so uh, pursued I had a seminary degree, a master's in pastoral studies, but I pursued a master's in organizational leadership a few years ago. And um, my son Andrew had come here to Faith Baptist Bible College in Ankeny to play soccer and just be in college here. And I got to know some of the leaders there. We were already praying about making a transition. And they found out I had that master's degree in organizational leadership and they were starting an undergrad program in that um, because it's really complicated for a college that's never had a business degree to start a business program. You almost have to start another college. But to add a new major that's complementary, like organizational leadership, you basically have the best of both worlds. You can design it as much or as little as you want it to be, like a business management degree, but you can also align it with the values of the college. And so uh, so that's what I did, and that's, that's what I'm the chair of now. And um, I'm hoping to have uh, almost 50 students in the program this year, and we just had we just completed our second year, so it's really exciting. We just had our first seven graduates. They're going out into all kinds of different businesses, industries, ministries, and um, really excited about this new year coming up as well. 
Well, that's y- unique, uh, what you just described. Not only, um, well, it's not unique for a college to have a business track or to have a business major. That, that's not unique at all. Um, however, it is unique for a Bible college uh, who's made their claim, made their famous for, for, for putting out pastors and church leaders to have um, a, a business program. But I like that you, you kind of figured out a way to do both things. That's, that's how I would describe Jared. Jared is a guy that uh, figures out the solution to the problem. If there's a problem, then there needs to be a solution. And Jared, I think you're going to figure that out. So I like to bring you problems. And my problem today is, oh, wait, no, just kidding. Um, but so you, you've created this. So it's really, it's a unique thing to think, okay, I'm going to go to Bible college, and while I'm at Bible college, I'm going to get a degree in organizational leadership so I can run a company or it can be an, an asset to a business in the, quote, secular space. So what are the things, what are the questions that students have for you? What are they like? How do I do this? What are the questions that they ask? Well, um, a lot of them ask when they come and take a tour, like their senior year of high school, you get the, the same questions that I asked or that my kids asked um, as either a parent that's getting ready to pay for college or as a student, what kind of job can I get with this? So organizational leadership. Well, um, organizational leadership because it does have a lot of business classes in it. So everyone at Faith Baptist Bible College graduates with a dual major. So the positive about that is you have a Bible major, so no matter what you have that, and then you get your other major as well. Historically, Faith celebrating 100 years this year has trained preachers, missionaries, school teachers, etc. A couple years ago, some of the board members recognized that although that has been the main training tracks for 100 years, 50% of the student body aren't teachers, preachers, missionaries. Um, They're working at John Deere, their local real estate agents, their vice president of the local bank. I mean, these are all people that are in our community that are graduates of faith. Their parents or they really loved what faith had to offer but the major, they kind of were like, eh, I'll do that. I'll, I'll go into youth ministries major, but really I'm going to go out and start a construction business. So the recognition of the needs of the students is what led to an opportunity to create something unique like this. And so, but because it's, so if you, if you get a degree in secondary education, you're planning to become a secondary teacher, an educator in a high school, right? If you're going to be a kindergarten teacher and that's your training, then that's what you're going to go into. If you're going to be nursing, et cetera. So organizational leadership, though, is a little bit vague because so do you get on Indeed.com and look for organizational leadership uh, jobs? That is not – it's really more of a quality than a job, right, to be a leader in an organization. Also – um, it does not imply that you're going to be the president of an organization, although maybe that's what God calls you to do. But what it, it, it implies quali- qualitative uh, value. And so some of that quality has to do with all the extra soft skills and things we're trying to teach the students. The quantitative value is still the same thing that you would get in a business degree, accounting one and accounting two and fundamentals of business management and things like that. But qualitatively, also, we're looking at the needs in the workplace. What are people saying students need uh, when they're young people? Well, they're not necessarily saying, boy, I wish they knew how to work the 3D printer. They're not really worried about that. Most young people will figure that out. Or if there's a specific software there, the company oftentimes would rather you learn it from them than come in 
because you might already have obsolete training, whatever. There are some some hard skills, and obviously, if you're going in being a CPA, you know you need accounting, and you need if you're going to be a nurse, you need to know how to do. But for someone that is what I would call the I don't know crowd, when I ask a student, hey, what are you going to do when you get out of high school? I don't know. I'm like, perfect. I am the president of the I don't know program, and I'd love you to come check it out. So they're getting business, they're getting management, they're getting leadership. They're getting critical thinking. We try to structure every class to where we have opportunities for them to have peer leadership. So we sit around a boardroom table and face each other. So when we're talking about a business ethics discussion, if they disagree, I want them to disagree face to face, not to the back of someone's head, because that's more like what they're gonna experience in real life. Also, like in our, for example, just had our uh, one of our project management classes. So I teach a class on project management. So we had to swap out. You can't do it all. So for every yes, there's a corresponding no. So when I said yes to project management, I had to say no to macroeconomics. Okay, not that macroeconomics doesn't have a value, but we do touch on that in a couple other classes. So, but project management is a critical soft skill that you you can use anywhere if you're planning anything from a Valentine banquet to a wedding to building something to developing software. So, but in that class, for example, they'll read a short chapter in the books, like 15 pages. They have to produce a kind of a two paragraph summary and they upload that through our software. And then I don't give them any notice who's going to share their summary in class. Keeps them on their toes, everyone's accountable. So I ask them to bring their A game to class. When they get to class, I'll be like, hey, um, uh, Karis, I need you to uh, share the reading summary today. And they don't just read their paragraph, they just share what they got out of it. Doesn't mean they have to be an expert about it, but something in the chapter that stood out to them. And then they have to ask a couple intelligent, thought-provoking questions to their peers. So now Karis has to look across the table at Joe and say, "Uh, Joe, what do you think about this? Well, what I'm trying to do is prepare them for peer leadership so when they get out there and they go to work for Remax or they go to work for, you know, Harvest Ministries or wherever and there's and they sit down at the sales table or the, the staff meeting and they're like, hey, we need you to bring a report. They've already done it a hundred times as opposed to deer in the headlights. And so trying to build more and more. So that's when we talk about organizational leadership, we're trying to give them these qualities. When I get that question about, well, what kind of job can I get? Well, there are certain jobs that you would need additional training before you could get. So I kind of try and say, well, what can't you do, right? So we already know that technical, you know, to be a a nuclear engineer, you need to go for that, right? Um, We know that if you want to be a CPA, you could start with this, but you still need to go on for additional financial training. But if you walk into an average, you walk into Unity Point Health Center, okay? You have doctors and nurses and radiologists, okay? But then you have everyone working up and down the hallway in all those offices and billing and customer service and and planning and projects and training and HR. This is a great bachelor's degree for that. And so that's that's kind of what we I kind of walk them through the hallway of a you know imaginary business of all the the few jobs you can't do in that hallway, but the majority of things we're trying to open up the world to them. So that's why I don't try and list every possible job they could get. I'm like well, what are you dreaming about doing? You might be dreaming about something that won't fit here, right? But I haven't run into too many of those. 
most of the time they're dreaming about something cool, some kind of entrepreneurial thing. They're dreaming about something. They want to, you know, one of my graduates, she wants to eventually start a community-led uh, drama program for underserved kids. Well, so the whole time I'm teaching her the last couple of years, I've been thinking about how, what can I give her in class that'll help her with that someday. Another one that just graduated, she wants to work in a, a Christian camp setting. You know, she wants to be a, like the head of the office there and help run that. What can I do? And so illustrations we would use and case studies would all try and point back that way. Another guy, he wants to be an entrepreneur. He's doing some uh, Amazon stuff now. He wants to eventually start his own thing possibly. You know, trying to give them tools in their toolbox so they're more ready to do that. But then it's up to them to take the opportunities and follow God's leading and things like that. So that's kind of what we do. Well, and I can see, Jared, how uh, in a situation like that, that it is uh, customizable to what the students need. Um, but I think, you know, what's fascinating is it is in this Bible uh, college setting. And so the, the first couple of things you said there, you know, I'm, I'm going to go do a, uh, a drama program. There's a ministry opportunity there. I'm going to be in a Christian camp. There's a ministry opportunity there. If I'm going to start my own business or I'm going to go work for uh, insert professional business here. So you also have a passion, Jared, for that, that third wheel that I'm going to go work in the world, so to speak. How do I do that as a Christian? And what does it look like, you know, to be a Christian in the marketplace today? You and I have had these conversations before. It seems like people get into various ditches. One is if I'm going to be a Christian in the marketplace, I have to do something that's overtly even uh, evangelistic, meaning I'm looking for opportunities to directly share the gospel. Um, uh, but there's there's maybe a middle ground here where we can love our neighbor, in a sense, as business people. How, how do we do that? Or how are you teaching kids to, to be engaged in the community as a loving participant in the community in business? Sure. I, I think that there is um, definitely God calls us and places us in strategic locations. So sometimes we can't share the gospel. So looking for gospel opportunities wherever, you know, opening up gospel conversations. But... You know, when you're hired to put a roof on a house, you know, you're you're going to be a bad testimony if you're up there preaching and not roofing, right? So you have to find a way through the Holy Spirit guiding you to know what am I called to do right now and what opportunities can I have? So what I'm trying to do with students is get them to... to understand they do have this this great commission imperative they also have to work and if they're going to work work hard serve with distinction do it as unto the lord you know all the all the different things that that we know we see in scripture but how do we apply that to the workplace we talk about that all the time so how can you apply you you're the hr director in in a, a company so how do you apply? Okay, you have your Christian ethics, your biblical ethics, your worldview, but I also need to just work really hard. And I need to, you know, excel, not for my own glory, but for God's glory and others' good. And so constantly looking for ways to be a blessing to others. Uh, you know, we should for sure, as Christians in the workplace, in the marketplace, be distinctly different in our manner, in the way we handle stress, in the way we, we, we still face all the hard things everyone else faces. But because we have the Lord with us, we should go through those things in a way that's gonna set us apart, not for our own glory, but just so that people are like, hmm, that person, 
You know, why are they not devastated by what's going on? Or why are they so calm right now? Or And, and we blow it all the time, too. So, you know, it's not we're not saying you're going to do it perfectly. But even in the, the post, you know, explosion phase of, okay, you blew it. Well, how do you handle that? How do you humble yourself and go back and make it right? How do you deal with the problem that you created? You know, so trying to build in this this Christian work ethic and biblical values in a real world setting, because the majority of my students are not going to probably be in full time vocational ministry. They're going to be working. They might be working for people that don't believe the same way. People that maybe this is the you're the only Christian they know that actually you know is is actively you know using their Christian walk in the workplace. So we're constantly talking about that. Well, that's fantastic, Jared. Um, I'm going to cut this off now, but I think folks can get in contact with you. How, how is the best way for them to get connected with what you're doing at Faith Baptist? Well, the school's website is simply faith.edu, faith.edu. It's really easy to find, and you can find me through the website. My direct email is baldwinj, so B-A-L-D-W-I-N, the letter J, at faith.edu, and you can get a hold of me there. That's fantastic. Well, we hope that God continues to use you, as I'm sure he will. He is faithful, um, and uh, I'm excited about what God's doing at Faith Baptist Bible College. It's really cool to see uh, how he's brought you from Guam. Incredible story there. I, I want to hear more about that. It's such a huge uh, business and organization. You think about organizational leadership. You obviously knew what you were doing. God prepared you for that to, to take that wisdom and bring it to students here. So I think Faith Baptist uh, Bible College is going to be tremendously blessed just from you being uh, a part of the community. And as a fan of yours, I want to say thank you for being on the radio with me. Uh, wait, this isn't radio. This is a podcast. I'm not used to this yet. So that means people could have paused it. They could have stopped it. They could not be listening listening now. I don't know, Jared, but maybe they stuck around. So if you stuck around... They could be listening to this 300 years from now, and this is a recording from the past. Yes. In the past, we used to gather in public places and drink coffee, and that's where we did this today. So uh, thank you, Jared, for being with us. Thanks Thanks for inviting me, Chris. I really appreciate it. 